you're listening to Monster Riff Presents with your host, Monster Riff editor, Pat Schober. And now, here's Pat. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Monster Riff Presents. As always, I'm your host, Pat Schober. And today, I have a very special guest with me, the host and founder, creator of the Slightly Fuzzed podcast, Ryan Foster. Uh, Slightly Fuzzed is an awesome podcast dedicated to all things stoner rock, fuzz, desert, and doom. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, it's it's great to have you here, and it's really it's it's great for a lot of different reasons. One, um, I I was just kind of disappointed that we hadn't met sooner, just because I feel like we overlap so much in a lot of different areas, especially in our music taste. Yeah. Um, from a really high level, tell me tell me about slightly fuzzed. Slightly fuzzed, um, in, in my mind, is still just an Instagram more than anything. Um, you know, I started it just to to goof on album covers and kind of make my own album covers with funny pictures I found on the internet and just kind of have fun with records, but like kind of morphing them back into like stoner rock records and, and parroting stoner rock records and, and just kind of having fun with the art of it, mm-hmm. uh, making people laugh, but kind of getting to know the bands and stuff like that. Um, the podcast was kind of created to promote the Instagram in a weird backwards kind of way. So um, the podcast has grown from that idea of promoting Instagram, but I've gotten to know a lot of bands in desert and stoner and doom because of it. And I think it's only helped both. I think the Instagram continues to help the podcast and vice versa. So that's where we're at at this point. It's a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting step to go from, Oh, I'm going to like just mess around and create all these really fun graphics and have a few laughs along the way to saying, all right, let's let's like dedicate a good chunk of my week to recording audio and video and and editing that and making sure it sounds good and then prepping for interviews. That's a big leap. And I I commend you for (laughs) for making that. It was never part of the original plan, regardless of what anyone thinks. Um, It was it was a backwards way of creating a, a podcast, but uh, yeah, it was just about the Instagram making funny stuff and making people laugh. And I was like, well, well, you know, I've had bands reach out to me, ask if I wanted to review their album or interview mm-hmm. them or something. And I was like, yeah, I, I guess I, I'm just as good as anyone else. I could do that. Um, but why don't we like record it instead of like writing it down? Right. And why don't we do video? Cause I don't you know, want to be like a radio show. And if we're going to do that, why don't we add some slightly fuzzed element to it with like, you know, the album covers and doing real or fuzzed and some of these segments that we've done and it, it just became, you know, its own thing. Right. On accident. (laughs) What, what would you consider the, the slightly fuzzed space? So like, like over here as an example, like over here at monster riff, like we, like, I, I kind of draw the line, like once somebody enters like that electric wizard space on like the doom end of things, like I don't, I don't get it anymore. And if I'm the one doing the review, like I can't, like I can't appreciate it well enough. Um, and then like that, the same thing goes, like if you're trying to write the next dope smoker, like I can't handle that. Like I, I'm not the guy to give you that review. Cause I don't know how to start that. Um, I also have like occasionally like these, like 
metalcore bands or like super black metal will like come in like I can't I can't touch it because I don't understand it so like what what is the space for you like what what is like the sweet spot when slightly fuzz one if people want to come and hear new music are you right for them and two when you are looking for submissions from from other bands like who should be paying attention who who do you most want to hear from yeah um I would agree with you on a lot of that <clears throat> I, I draw, definitely draw the line at black metal. I'm not into black metal at all. Um, but the stuff like Electric Wizard and Dope Smoker and stuff like that, like that's definitely been a part of Slightly Fuzzed. Um, it's not exactly where I came from musically. When I started Slightly Fuzzed, it was more about like, this is going to be just desert, fuzzy, fun, stoner rock. Like, Astro Queen, Rollerball, mm, yeah. um, a lot of those bands is really why I got into it. Caius, of course, you know, Queens of the Stone Age, that kind of stuff. Sleep and Electric Wizard and that kind of stuff wasn't really on my radar too much. Um, but what I found when I was doing the Instagram and seeing the people that liked what I was posting and reaching out and sharing songs and trying to interact and commenting that it had to be, you know, kind of had to be a part of it a little bit. So I ended up getting more and more further into the stoner doom music than I originally planned. And it became kind of a blessing in disguise because I think it's a big part of my audience and it's become music yeah. that I, I do enjoy. So, yeah. Do you, so obviously you have, you have the background on, on the graphic side of things. You seem to be pretty good at video. Do you, do you have a, a, a background in like journalism or interviewing people? No, absolutely not. Um, I, in some ways I'm like the worst person to, to have a podcast. When I, when I told my <laughs> girlfriend that I was going to start this podcast or at least thinking about it, she was like, you don't even like talking to people. <laughs> like, why would you have a podcast? And I'm like, I'm so obvious when I don't want to small talk with people, you know, like uh -huh. if we're, if we're meeting people or if it's a work thing and they start talking about the weather or whatever, it, it's very clear from my face that I'm like, I'm out, I'm out of here. I'm not doing this. You know, yeah, like right. I will, I will turn away and just walk away. Um, so I'm not good at that or faking, <laughs> faking a conversation or like coming up with new things to talk about when I'm not, when I'm not into it. Um, so it's been, uh, it's been interesting. It's been, uh, something I've had to learn how to do and practice. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not a natural conversationalist. I don't think, um, I definitely come from more of just like the design, the marketing. I, I taught myself a little bit of video editing and, and things like that just through work. And, and now this, mm -hmm. but the, the journalism you know, podcasting, broadcasting. No, I'm terrible at it. In fact, I did, I did one uh, trimester of broadcast communications at college uh, where you, you're on the radio and I, I got the like 4am shift oh, uh, man. where you just get, if anything, you get like some drunk guy calling in requesting yeah. dumb shit. Um, and you're supposed to go on every like two songs and here's what that was and here's what's coming up and thanks for listening. And you and I just like, didn't say a word. I was like, I'm just going to play music. That's all I want to hear anyway. <laughs> so like, I'm like the, the opposite of who should be podcasting, but uh, I'm trying. <laughs> no, I respect that. I, I do. I do want to take a moment and, and just uh, give you kudos because this, this is a really small scene. And I think that whenever you have a brand that really goes above and beyond to elevate itself, uh, one, to like honor the bands that are in the scene and two, do a good job of presenting itself. That's really valuable because then it gives a lot more credibility to the scene itself too. 
Um, and I don't, I don't want to like poo poo any other, any other websites or like podcasts or whatever, but there are a lot of entities out there that just don't have the right resources to be really polished and to look really good and sound really good. So I wanted to give you a shout out for that too. Like being, being like in the interviewer chair, like this is like podcast episode, like 11 or or 12 for me. And like, I, I struggle in this a lot. Like I've been interviewing people like my whole career, first as like a journalist. And then like, even in marketing, often like talking to subject matter, subject matter experts, as I'm sure you probably do too. But it's like, it's a different game in like podcasting, right? Where it's like, at any given moment, you have at least like four concerns. You have the guests like, are are you engaging with me in this moment, right? Like, do you seem into this? You have to worry about your listeners too. Like, is this information like going to be relevant to the listeners? You have to worry about the interview too. It's like, this is going off the rails. Do I need to like call an audible here? And then like, you have to worry about the sound quality too. And then you threw an extra wrench into all of that and decided to do the video part of it too. So you've got five yeah. things at any given moment that you have to worry about while carrying on the conversation. So yeah. anyway... And I've failed at all of them at some point, <laughs> even in my like 30 episodes. So, you know, yeah. when I'm, I'm up in, in my office at my house, which has terrible internet connection, ironically. Um, and that's where I do the podcast. So there's been a few episodes where the internet's just so bad that I'm all blurry and it's cutting yeah. out. And I don't know if I'm going to lose them permanently. And they're just going to be like, I'm out of here. This is not worth my time. Um, you know, I didn't have a microphone on the first few episodes, so oh. it sounded terrible. Um, and definitely like, I, I feel like I know what I'm talking about most of the time, like when I'm drinking beer with my buddies, but then you get in front of the microphone and and on the podcast and you're like, I'm an idiot. Why am I, why do I have this podcast? (laughs) You know, why would anyone listen to my opinion on this? And immediately I have this moment of panic in almost every episode where I go, why me? Why of all people who, why would I be doing this? And, and I've had guests that are really charismatic and, and give great long in-depth answers and I've had the complete opposite and you do have to just kind of roll with it. And, you know, like I said, I'm definitely still such an amateur, but, um, you know, trying all the time. And I, you know, I don't know, I'm trying. Those, those guests who are like really articulate and can give you like those five minute answers that give you all of those windows. Those are, those are just the best. Yeah. And the, and the ones that understand podcasting, not just an interview. And I, I try to tell them up front, like, I don't want this to be an interview. There's plenty of people that do interviews and they're mm. great at it. There's plenty of people that do reviews and they're great at it. I just want this. I want you to come on slightly fuzzed and like tell some crazy story, like anything, anything goes like as wild as you want to get. And I want to have a conversation with you loosely around this music i mean mm. if we start talking about you know 80s movies great that's fine you know what i mean and there are some guests that are like oh, i get it you know and they'll start talking about random stuff and it's great and there's the guests that give like one word answers and you're like okay this was about this is supposed to go an hour and we're like six minutes in and my yeah. note card is done for <laughs> like yeah I don't know. yeah this is that when, especially, especially early on, I know, I know that you have like a pretty good following base now, but for like me, I'm, I'm way behind you both in quality, but also like in terms of output too. But sometimes like I'll see the number of listeners and I'll be like, how, how did, how did that happen? Right. For you, especially early on when you were kind of like dealing, dealing with some of the sound quality issues and stuff, um, there's something so intimate about podcasting because it's right there in front of you. 
Um, and like, it's a very intimate experience too. As you kind of watch like your YouTube numbers go up, um, you see like those views track upwards and you see the, the subscriber count. Is that, is that terrifying? Is that exciting for you as, as you feel like you continue to grow? Uh, I wish they were still trending upwards more and more often. There are still definitely some episodes that just like fall into a slump and are alarming. And you go, what is the point of doing this at this point? But as far as like having some episode that blows up and you think like, am I out there too much? Am I in like the public eye too much or something? Like there is kind of that panic where you go like, do I even want to be that person that like, people know by my face, my face is out there. This isn't just an audio podcast, you know, uh, my name is out there, you know, all that kind of stuff. And especially with what I do on the Instagram, like, do I mm. want people seeing that that's me <laughs> making those things, you know? So there is part of that where you, you know, it is, it's a little weird. It's a little crazy. And then when like a big label, like, you know, from, from I had Monolord on, you know, when their mm. labels start sharing that they were on the podcast and you go, Oh man, like I hope I'm prepared to like keep delivering, you know, and mm. and then the next episode comes episode comes out and you get, you know, like 50 people and you're like whatever, I guess I don't need to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Uh you never get too big for your own bridges turns yeah. out. So, let's let's unpack the the history of of slightly fuzz a little bit more. You, you kind of teased it at the beginning, but in our in our thread that we have going on, it, it is pretty interesting because you're just goofing around. What what do you remember from like the very early days? Because I think you mentioned you were like just doing stuff like you were doing stuff for your kids too. Yeah, and they could like do their pictures into the album yeah, covers. I, my uh, my girlfriend takes amazing photos, and when we had our first kid, um, she's five now she took a lot of really good photos and some were like black and white and she looked kind of like straight faced. And I'm like, man, that'd make like a good, like blues album cover or something. So I like, you know, when Photoshopped it and made it into this album cover, put some like, you know, record worn texture on it, you know, and made it look like an old record. And I put it on my Facebook and my friends and family liked it. And I did a handful of them like that. And it was fun. It was just an interesting way to like share pictures of my kids without being annoying mm -hmm. on Facebook and be like, here's my kids, here's my kids, here's my kids. Right. So it was just a cool way to do that. And um, I did, a, I don't know, 15 of them or something and people enjoyed them. Um, there was a publication online called um, Lost at E Minor. Um, and they did like a little interview with me. They, they found them, they discovered them on Instagram or Facebook or something. And um, they showed them and asked me some questions about them. And it was cool. It was just like, I'm a designer. I know how to do it. It's a it, it, interesting way to share it. It's cool. And I like doing it, but at a certain point it kind of ran its course. I didn't want to annoy people any more than I already had by just doing the same thing over and over. And I had already done a bunch of genres. I had done blues and country and rap and metal. And I was like, all right, I think I'm, I think I'm done doing this. And then there was Obscurus Vinyl. If you don't know Obscurus Vinyl on Instagram, they're hilarious. And they take old weird photos and kind of Photoshop them into like a fifties record, but they're like ridiculous. I mean, they're just wild stuff about farts and dicks and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, my friends and I would share them with each other all the time. And it was like daily, we were just like laughing at these things. And I'm like, man, like, I, I want to do this, but I don't want to rip off their idea. Like, I just feel like it would be so much fun to like have this thing design related a little bit but just completely free of any like 
job. You know, no one, no one cares and no one's telling you what to do. Mm. And I'm like, I could do something with like met music, but I'm not super into like metal anymore. I'm, I'm kind of more into like the stoner stuff and maybe I could make obscure as vinyl, but for stoner metal, you know, for, for desert rock. So that's really like the first, I had a couple ideas. I had like two ideas in my head and I started the account and made them and shared them. And there, you know, no one saw them because they didn't have any followers. So then it was right. like, okay, well, maybe I should share them to more people because otherwise I'm just wasting my time. So then it was like, how do I grow the account? I should follow all these bands that I like. And then I should, you know, I should parody a Black Sabbath record instead of just making my own records that is only slightly funny in, in the first place. I wasn't, I'm not as funny as Obscure Vinyl. So I, uh, you know, it, it was just kind of like this trial and error of trying to get more people to see it be funnier and also like you know make the parodies too it was kind of a combination of my own creation and the parody albums and i realized that doing you know a mid-level size band they share it and i get more followers mm -hmm. when they share it so if i do more of these parodies which people seem to like you know then i can grow a little bit more and more people see them and it was just kind of this snowball effect of like i want more people to see it uh, I need more ideas. I need to know more yeah. bands. I need to hear more music. And I, I've never really had the intention of of doing all this from like a podcast or interacting with bands and like getting to know them on a personal level. It was more like from a meme account level. I'm like, I'll have a million followers, but I, I'll just follow like one or two, you know? And it just, it just didn't work out that way. I, I became obsessed with it and i liked interacting with the bands and i liked getting to know them so then i was like well then i want to be like part of it now i want to be a part of the group so again you know a lot of accidents throughout all this and the podcast was kind of part of that too being like well now if i'm in it i want to get really into it i want to help them have a place to talk about what mm -hmm. they're doing and we'll make it funny like the instagram and they can come on there and, and be funny. They can go on someone else's show and be serious and talk music, but they can come on my show and be weird and be funny. So it was just a, a lot of that, you know, trial and error, trying yeah. to figure stuff out, trying to grow, trying to get people to laugh. You know? The so we're we're in a space that I think I think humor is really appreciated. Um, and metal in general, too. It, it's very serious, but it's also very funny. But at the end of the day, and these are artists, um, even like Dr. Colossus, they're funny, but they're artists. And so it's a little bit of a risk to, to take an album that like sometimes it's like just come out, right? And to tweak, to tweak the, the cover to talk about butts or, or whatever, right? Um, did you ever, do you ever step in shit? Did you ever like get, uh, get in trouble a little bit with the band? Uh, I have not had anyone send me a message and say, please take that down. I don't like it. I haven't had that yet. So uh, <laughs> thankfully, I haven't had anyone do that. Um, but I have had some people see it. I've had some people see it in my stories or something um, and not say anything, mm -hmm. which I'll, I'll kind of take as like, eh, that must have rubbed them the wrong way. They're not into it. They're not going to, you know, tell me to take it down and be that guy but they obviously don't, they're not into it. They didn't share it. They didn't comment, nothing like that. Um, the other thing is like when I started kind of early on, I was reaching out to small bands, smaller bands and saying, you know, what if I parodied 
your artwork and you have 500 followers and I have 5,000 followers, not at the time, I, I guess, less 3,000 or whatever. And I'll make fun of your record. I'll parody it, but it'll drive people to your music inevitably, you know, like they'll get the joke. They'll go check out your music anyway. Like I, I'm starting to have a reputation of at least knowing what's good. Maybe they'll see it, laugh and go look for your music. Kind of like a meme right. marketing kind of thing. Right. And, and I was telling a friend about this idea of like, well, maybe I can get bands to like come to me and like pay me for this service to drive people to their music. And he's like, you're out of your mind. Like no one wants you to make fun of their album the day it comes out. Like that's a dumb idea. No one's going to like that. And uh, I reached out to a couple of bands and they were on board. They were like, it's funny, let's do it. And they were, I mean, they were risky. They were like risky uh, parodies. They're risky, you know, redesigns of their, their artwork. And it did help. They, they commented, like, they sent me a message later saying like, the moment you posted that, like we saw an uptick in our music and, you know, like it worked. So I haven't had a whole lot of people not like it or like be mad about it. But it, I think for the most part, I've had a lot of people say that it, it's a good idea or they liked it or they want me to do it for them. They feel like validated as a band if I like go after them. You know what I mean? Like right. in some weird way. It's like if you get made fun of on SNL or something like you've made it, you know, and right. Like, it's, it's like a rite of passage. We're not, we're not we're not talking about that level yet. But I mean, you right. know what I mean? It's like it adds some sort of credibility if you get made fun of in a way, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's almost like um, what do they call that in in like stand up like you never want to punch down. You want to make sure you're punching up. And if somebody's making fun of you and they're punching up, that kind of elevates your status a little sure. bit. Yeah. So you had talked about like, you know, just, just for a moment, you'd like thrown out, like having like a meme account with like a million followers. And like, this is like in stoner rock, stoner metal, like this is a tough scene to like ascend to like that level. Right. Like it, it seems like, um, you know, it, it would be easier to hit a number like that if it was like, an account dedicated to like the big four metal bands or something like that. Sure. What, what is it to you about stoner metal, the fuzz, the desert doom, however you want to define what you're most into What is it about it that gets you excited and excited enough to want to have this like meme Instagram account, but also a podcast celebrating it all. Yeah. Well, I think that not enough people know about it for one thing. I mm -hmm. remember kind of hearing some bands early on, like truck fighters um, or uncle acid and telling my friends about it who, who weren't into this stuff at all. And we're still into very much like heavy metal. Like I, I said, Metallica, Megadeth, that kind of stuff. And being like, you got to hear this uncle acid and then being like, this is fucking great. Mm -hmm. You know, like, this is awesome. Like, is there more stuff like this out there? I'm like, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so like, so being that guy that gets to share music with people that they've never heard of and they don't even they're not even aware of their genre let alone some of these bands like i'm into that idea i love sharing music with people and to do it on like a larger scale is really exciting but like the music for me is that it i was into heavy metal for a lot of years and it kept getting heavier and heavier and at a certain point i realized i wasn't like having fun listening to it anymore it didn't make me feel good and i, I wasn't having fun listening to it or being into it mm -hmm. and this music does make me feel good and it is fun and i can like i can drink beer to this i can drive in a car to this i can you know go out in a boat i can hang out with friends i can sit in alone in a room with my headphones on i can do all of it. i can go work out to it 
And I just enjoy it so much more than I did other forms of music so long ago, you know? So I'm, I know I'm really into it and everyone that I've showed it to my girlfriend aside has been into it because of that, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a tough thing in my experience. Like it sounds like you're doing, you're doing pretty well. I think I'm on maybe like a 10% success rate trying to introduce people to like stoner rock. I remember I used to, I used to carpool. I actually right out of college, I ended up working with two of my friends that I went to high school with. And we had a, we had to commute um, every day, 50 miles. And on a good day, it would be like an hour drive. And whoever was driving that day and we'd rotate between the three of us would be in control of the music. And the two of them were like pretty aligned in, in their taste. My one friend, he was like, he was really into like the Arctic monkeys at that time. Um, and like everything like in that genre, but he would also extend out into like father, John Misty, Von Iver. Um, and like, that's kind of where she picked up. She'd be like Von Iver and like David brothers and, and bands like that. Mm-hmm. But every third day I would come in with like the truck fighters and like color haze and there'd be like a little bit of guilt because I knew they were sitting in the backseat and they fucking hated it. Right. But I was there just kind of doing my thing. I was like, if I'm going to be driving for an hour, we're going we're gonna to listen to Gravity X, you know? Yeah, there was there was a lot of times like in high school and even college where I was proud to be like into metal and like extreme music yeah. and like kind of wearing that as like a badge of honor being like you're not gonna like my music and i'm i'm happy about that and i liked kind of freaking people out by playing crazy like death metal or something and just being like what do you mean you don't like this <laughs> and just being kind of proud of how weird and crazy it is and but totally in the back of my mind understanding why they don't like it but when i share people share this music with people and they don't like it i'm like there's something wrong with you. That's not on me. Like, this is good (laughs) regardless. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Where, where do you like to go for new music? Cause now you've, you've kind of reached the point where like you're a tastemaker, like people will go to you to find new stuff, but where do you go to find new music? Um, it's, it's changed a lot over the last year, especially since starting slightly fuzz. Um, it used to be kind of through YouTube getting like the recommendations. I'd listen to a lot of like one band and see what's over there on that other column. Um, it was as simple as that. And now with like Spotify, you know, they give a lot of recommendations and they have some work to do on, on that algorithm, I think, but like, I do get some from them, you know, they give you the new releases and kind of a weekly playlist of new stuff. And they give some recommendations that, that are okay. But really at this point, I just like to try a lot of different stuff. And a lot of it comes from Instagram. I follow so many bands at this point that I see them posting and I see other people sharing. And if I see an album come up twice, I'm like, that's good enough for me. I'm going to go check it out and I'll go check it out. And it's just constantly trying new stuff and seeing what they're listening to and going to their account and seeing who they've posted about. And I mean, it really does make a difference. If everyone, if anyone out there thinks that them sharing stuff on Instagram and it's just going out into the void and no one's seeing it, like it, it does make a difference. Cause I, you know, I'll look at the stories and I'll look at your posts and uh, I do get recommendations from Instagram quite a bit. Right. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. That I think, I think right now probably Instagram is like the best community, at least for, for like Soda Rock. I think so. Here, here's a question. I have not prepped this. This is like just came into my head. 
um, I haven't given any previous thought to this, but because of that, from your perspective as a marketer, do you think there's an opportunity for Instagram to kind of augment its services a little bit? Because like right now, like if you find a really kick-ass band, like you're really limited to like those 59 second clips that they might have for you. And then you have to bounce out of the app into like Spotify or their Bandcamp page or something like that. And like, for me, like if I'm just like scrolling through the feed and I like hear that, like a song that I like, I'm just more inclined to save it. Hopefully come back to it later. Probably won't because I've been saving stuff all day. Right. Um, but it seems like there could be an opportunity to kind of augment what's available in, in the app so that like maybe a band could have like five or 10 preview songs within like their profile or something that. Yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, they, they kind of added like that whole marketplace shop thing, you know, mm -hmm. a while back a year ago or something like that. So they obviously knew there was a market there for people that were trying to buy stuff and you might as well house it there on Instagram instead of linking off to somewhere else. So they obviously know that, you know, people are using it for things and they're obviously open to the idea, but I, I would, I would think it's crazy to not kind of do something like that. You know, the, it, I'm sure that other genres are the same. I mean, I, I think it's a big place for music and they're trying to focus more on video now than photos. You know, they're going to have to get with the times, I think, and, and expand it a little bit for, for bands and, and music in general. Yeah. And that's the other thing too. And if they do that, like, I would love to see like a better like indexing option. Like, I don't know. We're, we're getting off in like a weird, like marketing yeah. tangent here, but um, we don't have to talk about Instagram all day. Um, so it's what I use all the time though. I mean, honestly, like I've tried Twitter a little bit and I don't, I just, there's not the same amount of bands and there's not yeah. the same interaction on Twitter. Yeah. And I've had a couple of people say you should go to Facebook. And I just, I hate Facebook so much. I hate going on there and looking at stuff on Facebook. So like, I don't really want to do that if I don't have to, but I spend a lot of time on Instagram as is probably obvious to anyone that follows me, but you know, I think Instagram's the way to go. Yeah. I, Instagram's definitely, I, I, I've had mixed success with like on the Facebook side of things. I think if you hit the right kind of beat, it can be really impactful, especially if it's like, the kind of content that like somebody somebody's mom wants to get behind or something like that yeah. but if it's like if it's like very scene agnostic like this is just for the scene it probably isn't going to do too well on facebook yeah. and as far as like twitter is concerned like that's like a tough space for like any industry really that's like more like peer-to-peer -peer or like i'm a journalist writing about covid and like here's after experiencing news. instagram and like growing slightly buzzed there and seeing like how interactive this scene is all the bands and all the people and the album covers and all this big bright artwork and people's videos and seeing their faces and all this stuff going on there. And then you go to Instagram and it's, or uh, sorry, you go to Twitter and you just see a lot of text yeah. and maybe a couple links and you go, Oh man, like now I, now I know why it's bigger. I'm better on it. It's like, it's so obvious why it's better on Instagram to me. Yeah, right for away. sure. Speaking, speaking of like that image aspect, um, to just go back really quick to your parodies, do you, when you think about like some of your best parodies that you have in your portfolio, is there anything that jumps out in your mind as like something that you like were really proud of or something that did really well? I, I'll tell you the one that did the best for sure um, was Dope Smoker. Funny enough, because we kind of talked about like if, if I venture off into that like yeah. kind of music too far, 
Um, but it was dope smoker with Beavis and Butthead crawling through the desert. I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I knew that, that anything sleep would do well. Yeah. You know, I knew that kind of going into, I've seen people's memes like sleep memes and there's accounts dedicated solely to sleep memes and it doesn't take much. I mean, it's just like a guy holding a bong and then the, the sleep logo and they're like thousand, thousand right. likes, you know? So like, I knew it wouldn't take much, but then when I was putting Beavis and Butthead on there, I was like, Oh, this is, this is good. This actually works out work really well. Like even like the angle of their bodies and the right. angle of the, of the sand, I was like, this is great. And uh, it did good, did well. And I, I saw a couple of people uh, stole it and shared it on their pages and stuff like that. So yeah, that one's definitely my, one of my better ones. That's so funny. Are you, yeah. are you a Trailer Park Boys fan by any chance? Yeah, I, I, I'm not like a fanatic. I haven't even seen all of the seasons at this point, I don't think. But yeah, I've definitely seen a lot of it. Yeah. This is like obviously like just like really dumb like humor that's like sometimes yeah. kind of smart, but it's kind of the same thing over there. Like I, I'm in like a couple of different like Facebook groups for the show, and it's just like a lot of like shit posts. And but like the the really really bad photoshops will be like just like um somebody will be like holding a stick and they'll like ms paint like a bong into his hand and put like Ricky's face over their head and like that's yeah. that's the whole joke right? And then maybe right. they put like the the logo on the side. Um, and it's definitely a different sort of photoshopping flavor over there. Yeah. And it's like, I see a lot of other memes that obviously don't have like a design skill to them. Um, very basic, very crude, like mm -hmm. put, crudely put together. And they do so well. Like people don't care about like the skill level of the yeah. meme really. Um, but for me, it was important anyway. Like just, I just wanted it to like work really well i wanted to make sure i photoshopped out the background before putting this new thing on it like that mattered to me or like matching the fonts just mm -hmm. right finding the font that they used on a certain album you know like it mattered to me and you know it doesn't but it did right it's it's a different kind of humor i think because when you see like those shit post quality like it's so crude and like that's what makes it funny but when True. you see yeah. something that's like super slick it you almost miss it and if you, if, if it's like causes you to like kind of pause in the scroll and be like, something's off, wait a minute, that's awesome. And that's funny. Yeah. Then I think, I think there's a little bit extra bit of dopamine or whatever that goes off in your head. What's funny is that like the parodies were such an afterthought for slightly fuzz. Like when I started, like I said, obscurus vinyl, they make these really, really good looking album covers in a fifties style. And you would swear they're real if it didn't say like, yeah, cock, cock and balls across <laughs> it. Like you would swear they're real, but you know because it's a '50s record that would never have fl flown. Like they right. wouldn't have done that. So that's what's funny about it is they're so realistic, except for the absurdity of the words. So when I started, I was trying to do these things in kind of like a stoner metal way, but it's hard because like we have bands like Bongzilla that mm. already exist. So like, what can I say on an album cover that people wouldn't just be like? Yeah, I don't that, that was that a real band? Can I where can I find this? You know? Right. And there was a few that I posted thinking like this is kind of clever, you know, it's a cool picture and I kind of made this like funny, you know, wordplay and it looks pretty real. And then I'd have just people messaging me going, "Where can I find I tried to look these guys up, I couldn't find it on Bandcamp." And I'm like, "Oh, man, like you're you're missing the joke, but it's also kind of my fault because it obviously wasn't funny enough or it wasn't done in the right way or mm -hmm. something like something was, was, was missing, you know, something was off. So it was, it's been a struggle to try to like find how to do that in an interesting, funny way without just being like too 
on the nose, you know, but I don't, it was funny to me to trick people and make them go like, this is a real band. Cool. And that was funny, but like, it wasn't really the point, you know? Right. Right. As, as you, as you kind of look ahead. So you've had, you've had a a couple of phases of evolution here where you're just kind of like photoshopping the kids to doing the album covers to doing album covers in the scene and now you have the podcast here and that's rocking and rolling as as you look ahead how do you see the brand continuing to evolve if at all it it's always it's always been about helping bands get more people to find them that's always like the mission statement number one and number two is do it in a semi-clever, semi-funny kind of way, if possible, you know? So hopefully um, that's how it's going to continue is, is that kind of mantra is, you know, help the bands try to find their, their people and do it in a funny way. Um, I, I, I would like to continue to be a, a better podcast host. You know, I'm still pretty green at it. I'm still learning a lot about it, um, getting a lot of new, interesting guests and figuring out how to make them interesting or funny if they're not inherently. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I, I, it's still about like, how can I make the podcast more like the Instagram? I, I feel like if I'm sitting around drinking beer with my friends, I can be witty and funny, but like, as soon as I'm talking to a stranger about their band and their new music coming out, I, I go like all business and it's very serious. And I have to remind myself, like, this is supposed to be fun. You know, people are supposed to enjoy listening to this. So like, you know, I'd like to be more, you know, personable and, and bring that out of them. I'd like people to go, you got to go on slightly fuzz because you can get as wild as you want and tell this crazy story when you can't in these other places or whatever. Um, I have been talking to several bands about, releasing music with them and in kind of like a record label capacity. And we're going to explore that a little bit this year. Um, so how, sorry, go if, ahead. If, if I, if I can interject here. So I, I love the idea of like a label that takes itself seriously, but also incorporates a lot of humor is humor part of like the label strategy as well. I mean, not really. It's, it's like, I'm not going to like try to look for, funny bands and I'm not going to try to find bands that do funny shit or have funny names or, you know, want to do parody songs or anything. It's not about that, but it it does come back to like, you're a band and you want to get more exposure. You want to get, you want to reach a better audience. And I know how to find that audience. I have an audience of people and how can I help you do that? And maybe it still involves doing like a parody of their artwork at some point. It, it will probably involve them being a guest on the podcast at some point and we'll have fun on there and we'll, we'll do real or fuzz and we'll do segments that are fun and, and whatnot. But as far as like, does the band have to be funny? You know, does their artwork have to be funny? Anything like that? You know, I don't think so. I, I you know, obviously I want them to be them, you know, it's right. not about, it's not me, what I want. Um, but I, I hopefully they'll feel free enough being on slightly fuzz as a label to, maybe explore that uh, side of themselves a little more. I don't know. No, I, I like that. I like the idea of, of supporting that, being able to support them in like lighthearted ways while still giving them like the authority and like the intensity of a, of a real label. Yeah. I have a feeling that like, I'm not going to be signing any like 
real angry serious you know sludgy music anytime soon right. I'm, I'm i'm i think most the the bands that i'm looking for and are looking for me probably have a little bit more light of a side and you know probably have a little bit more fun upbeat music right. but you know we'll see right i i remember talking to um I did an interview with Fuzzarama a while back. This was like actually maybe one of the first few that I did. But and at the time I was like, I have I have no idea how I got this interview. But they said that I had asked them about like how do they pick bands for their for their roster? And they were like, they have to play cool music and they have to be cool to hang out with. And that like that was it. And that's kind of like what what I'm kind of feeling from you right now is like they have to be cool to hang out with and they should play cool yeah. music. Yeah. I mean, I this this label is is not gonna be uh, you know a big thing I'm, i don't feel like i'm probably going to have the pleasure of hanging out with some of these bands anytime soon given the way things are and just the size of it you know size of the whole the whole venture um but but yeah that theoretically that that would definitely be a part of it like yeah we have conversations you know like obviously like i talk to a lot of these bands and i see how they post and you know it's definitely a part of it do we match up our personalities? Like, I, I don't want to force it either. I don't want to force trying to promote a band that I'm not actually into. And I don't want you to try to like post memes on your page just because you feel obligated to like that, that doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. Making sure there's like a, a symbiotic relationship there is really important. Yeah. So for, for people who are discovering Slightly Fuzz through Monster Riff and they're going to be coming to your channel for the first time ever. Are there any episodes that stick out in your mind as like, you should probably listen to this episode first because like, I'm really proud of this one, or I think you're going to have a really good time. And I think it's going to be a really good entry point to the brand. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's funny about that is they all have pros and cons. Uh, like I said, there's plenty of episodes where my video was terrible or my audio was terrible or my questions were terrible or the guest was quiet or amazing or whatever. Um, but a couple do come to mind. The, the first one is actually, ironically, episode two of all things. I didn't have a microphone at the time. It sounds like garbage. Uh, but the Age of Truth was on, and they were so much fun. They they made that podcast just like exactly what I wanted it to be, mm. you know. And and I got lucky because it was only episode two, and I I didn't know what I was doing. But I had a couple good questions that kind of got them loosened up. But they're really funny guys, just in general, and. Their answers were funny and they had a lot of fun and it, it was exactly how I hoped it, all the episodes would kind of go just wild, but goofy yeah. and light and, and fun. So that's one to check out if you can, if you can put up with the audio of it without my microphone and stuff. Um, the one I did with Cadabra, they're like kind of a heavy psych band out of mm -hmm. uh, Washington Again, I think my internet was a little choppy on that one. My video was a little fuzzy and I don't, I think the audio was a little weird with that one too, even though I did have a mic at the time, but they turned out to be really funny. And I did a new segment with them called dumb questions where I just asked them really dumb questions with kind of a funny, clever twist. And it, they, they gave good answers to those dumb questions. And it was, <laughs> again, it was kind of like exactly what I had hoped for. Even just asking them a, a question, like how'd they get the album title? for their album it's called ultra. Mm -hmm. I would never normally really ask a question like that. Cause it, it's just probably not that important or that interesting of a response, but for whatever reason, I was like, so how'd you come up with this anyway? And 
it was a funny story about how they were they couldn't come up with one and they were drinking Michelob Ultra and they were like, fuck it, let's just call it Ultra, you know? And I'm like, I, I don't know what made me ask you that question, but it turned out to be a good podcasting type, you know, right. response, stuff like that. It was just a fun, a fun episode um, because of them. They were funny. They were cool. Um, the one with Thomas Yeager from Monolord uh, was a big one for me. It was hard to get him on the podcast. And a lot of people reached out after that saying like, well, holy shit, you know, this is crazy. You got to, you know, and it was an okay interview. It was fine. You know, it was quick. I was only, you know, given a set amount of time and he was a quiet person, but it was just cool. You know, if you're, if you're interested in, in Mono Lord, like you probably don't see him on a lot of interviews really. And mm-hmm. it's cool to have. It was awesome. I don't know. They were all fun in, in their own way. You know, obviously, you know, um, I've gotten to know Ryan Garney from High Desert Queen pretty well. He's been on two episodes. The only guest to be on two episodes. Mm. Um, I really liked talking to him. We did some fun segments and talked about a lot of different stuff, a lot of random fun stuff. He's got a love of like 80s action movies and uh, did like a costume party for the album release and just stuff like that. There's just cool stuff in there. So that's one of my my favorite ones, I think, too. Awesome. Yeah. Is there is there anything about Slightly Fuzz that we didn't touch on today that you would love for people to know? I don't know about anything that we didn't touch on, but if you weren't aware of Slightly Fuzz before this, I encourage you to start with the Instagram, obviously, and, you know, get an idea of what it is truly about. Um, you know, I like I said a couple of times, I think the podcast is kind of a reflection of the Instagram. So start there. <laughs> if you can handle how dumb the Instagram is, <laughs> you know, you might like the podcast, but you got to You got to start with the Instagram and and just just enjoy it for what it is and just get a good laugh every uh, every other day or so. Nice. And if people want to learn more uh, or they want to reach out to you, where can they go to find more information? Should they just go to your Instagram profile? Go to Instagram. Yeah. I mean, I, I respond to everybody on there. People send me their music to listen to or ask if they can be on the podcast or send me ideas for um, album covers and, and all sorts of stuff. And I, I like interacting on, on Instagram and I always appreciate people reaching out to me and, and wanting to talk about music and anything about slightly fuzzed and more. So definitely go there if you want to send anything my way. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for, for being on the show today. I appreciate you having me on. It was a blast. It's cool yeah. to be on the other side of it. <laughs> awesome. All right. We'll talk soon.